Get ready for another exclusive. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining another episode of She Rises Studios podcast. My name is Adriana Luna Carlos, and I'm here with my co-host, Hannah Olivas. And we are doing another episode of Becoming an Unstoppable Woman. So we have co-author with us, Natalie Pickett. Thank you so much, Natalie, for joining us here today. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. So I just want to quickly give you a chance, if you can, go ahead and introduce yourself, tell the audience who you are and what you do. Okay, well, I am a serial entrepreneur and I am from Melbourne, Australia, but I have lived in other places around the world, including the US and the UK and Europe. And I live in Australia, uh, back in Melbourne now with my daughter, who's now 19 years old. Um, I've created multiple businesses, both six and seven figure businesses. And my first business was a travel company and travel is still a big part of my life and something I do with my daughter. She travelled with me since I was a baby on sales trips and things like that. So travel is a big part of what I do, which is a bit challenging at the moment in restrictions. I was just mentioning in Melbourne, Australia, we're back in lockdown at the moment. So we hold the title for the most lockdown city in the world. Um, but yes, even under those restrictions, I like being able to find your way through to um, still be able to do things that bring you joy and with your different businesses. So I have three businesses at the moment. Um, my mentoring and consulting and speaking business, Natalie Pickett Mentor, as well as Wellness on Time, which is an online wellness program. And I also have what I call my bubbly passion project, which is the Bubbles Review, which is an award-winning blog on, and we do events and tours on champagne and sparkling wine. So. Wow, what a list. I love it. I love how much you <laughs> effort into every part of your passions is kind of what it sounds like. And you're also an author. Ah, yes, thank you. <laughs> So, yes, I'm very excited to be uh, part of this project, the uh, best-selling project of Becoming an Unstoppable Woman. So, yes, I have remembered to add that to my profile as well. So, so Natalie, tell us what has been your favourite part so far in terms of being a part of the project Becoming an Unstoppable Woman? I think my favourite part is really the collaboration. So, when we first met and spoke, um, I mentioned to you how it just really seemed to align and I've, I've just created something for one of my online courses, which is sharing real business stories and one of those stories I call my Phoenix story. And then when I looked at your logo, I went, oh, my God, it's a Phoenix. <laughs> and... I love your saying that uh, collaboration over competition and I always share that in my speaking engagements as well about when you look at comp your competition, you work out how you're different but you also realise that your competitors could be your allies as well in terms of working together. And I love doing collaborations in all my businesses. I do collaborations. I think that's the key to success. But what I've really loved is the, I think everyone's quite diverse, the co-authors in this project. Everyone's quite diverse. Their stories are very different, but we all seem to be aligning on very similar things. And I think when you get that momentum where you're aligning with something you really want to do and then you're in a, with a group of people who are on the same path, 
um, the energy and momentum around that's fantastic. So that's been my favorite part. What would you say that your most challenging part of being a part of the project has been? I think the most challenging part was the limit word count on the chapter. <laughs> um, I had already started writing a book about eight years ago and so I had chapters already written and then because of what was going on in my life sometimes you need to let things sit and not proceed if it's not feeling like the right thing but interesting um, it was interesting that when I saw the opportunity to be part of this book that I had already started looking at those chapters I hadn't looked at them for years and already I'd gone back and was starting to look at it and you know deciding what parts of my story that I wanted to share and the book for me I really want to give value when I do anything when I create a course or present a workshop or a speaking engagement I always think about what value I can bring so you're wanting to tell your story but you're also wanting to include things that is going to resonate with people and of benefit to them so it was deciding what to include and then what not to include and it really is a little snapshot but it's you know my story is about the challenges that I went through and how the learnings that came from that and how I use that now in my life and my businesses and so to me that was the important thing to share but the challenge was to get it into two and a half thousand words in the chapters. Yeah, I think that was also one of the, all the other ladies' biggest challenge as well. So they kept saying, is it 2,500 words exactly? And, you know, it was something hard. And I think it was funny because I was actually under that amount. And it was just because, you know, I knew what I wanted to say, but I kept thinking about it over and over and over again. So for me, particularly, the hardest part was, you know, what not to put in there because I wanted to be very concise of my message. So it ended up being less yeah. work, but I feel like it came across great because of how much you know patience and time I put into it so every time we read one of your ladies chapters it's been amazing you guys are all so great and like you said we're all so diverse we have the same message and passion and you know it's it's been beautiful so you have also decided to come with this into the next book becoming yeah. an unstoppable woman entrepreneur so congratulations there what do you think you might bring into the next book that you have in your first book? Well, when I saw that you were creating the next book, the entrepreneur part of the series, I decided to reframe a little bit what I was including in this first book and have included more personal stories. Um, obviously, what we go through personally affects how we operate in our life and therefore in our business. So it is still relevant for business. But then I decided to keep more about the business focus for the next book. And um, some of my biggest learnings is about prioritising yourself and looking after your needs first. That's your decision-making process. It's always, is this is okay with me before I proceed to do make any decision um, and think about you know how it affects others so I enjoy showing people how to do that in their business life as well 
I think a lot of people go into business think that they're going to have more time, more fun, more freedom, more money, all of those things. And what actually happens is the business takes over and they're just on this hamster wheel and, you know, the business becomes all overwhelming and they forget the reason why they went into business. They're not enjoying it anymore. So through my learnings and my teachings, that's what I enjoy bringing to people is showing them how they can have their dream life now and not need to put it off to later. It's just about giving you the right tools and the right mindset and foundation to be able to create those foundations for your business to grow from. So, yeah. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> people do have that misconception that you're a business owner, so you have all this freedom in the world and all these unlimited resources and you know, it can be that way, but in the beginning, it it's you're working hard to reach that goal. And I think that this, I think both books honestly will convey that message, but it also, you know, when we talked about doing, becoming an, an unstoppable woman, it was for the premise of reaching all women wherever they are in their journey. So if that meant the single mom, if that meant the business owner, if that meant the college student, whatever that looked like, we wanted to make sure that there was a chapter in the book that could cover and pertain to each woman and where they are in their journey. Whereas the unstoppable woman entrepreneur strictly focuses on how to become that unstoppable entrepreneur. You know, how did you get from A to Z? You didn't, you know, jump from A to Z. You had to go A, B, C, you know, there's, there's so much involved when, we especially for you because you're a serialpreneur you have you know different businesses that you attend to plus a writing career now that you've taken on and it's it's amazing to see the transformation from you know where we were just a few months ago to versus where we are today and i think that because you are in both books women are going to get to see that growth and that step by step that you're talking about so I think it's pretty exciting that you get to be a part of both um, projects. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's great. So this is a chapter reveal of your title. So without further ado, can you let us know what your chapter title is for Becoming an Unstoppable Woman? I think I probably already mentioned it, but my chapter is called Living the Dream. And living the dream is something I think we can all relate to. Uh, it was sort of a catchphrase as a bit of a joke in my family. That's how it came about that we were sitting out enjoying the sunshine one afternoon and mentioned that we were living the dream. And then anytime we were doing something really nice, we'd talk about living the dream. And I've actually created, I've named my chapter Living the Dream, but I've also created now an online course and we're going to be doing retreats and things like that as well and decided that the title really is Living the Dream because that's my major message in how I help business owners so they don't end up in that overwhelm and they're overburdened with their business that they put the right things in place and um, to get the business working for them rather than the other way around. And I think the, it's less about hard work and it's more about following your joy. And in my first business, I definitely didn't get that right 
And um, it, it took a lot of hard learnings <laughs> to realise I can do this so much better and it's actually so much easier than sometimes we make it. We create our own barriers, we get in our own way and uh, being able to share how I found my way out of that and sharing that with others is um, part of me living the dream, being able to share that with others. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's really amazing to to hear that. So what do you think in terms of when these women pick this book up, what is one of the things that you hope is a major takeaway for, for them from your chapter? My hope is that women feel supported. We can often not feel supported and we also often don't know how to support ourselves. That was a big change for me. I mentioned about prioritising yourself. I used to put everyone, else ne everyone else's needs before mine and so prioritising yourself and feeling supported. But the first person that needs to support you is you and we often get in habits of, and patterns of behaviour where we don't do that. Um, so I think by reading not just my chapter but from what I know of other people's stories in the book as well, that women will feel supported. But it's not just women reading it and feeling supported. I actually also think there's an opportunity for men to be reading this and knowing how to support the women in their lives as well where they're reading from that perspective and, and that might be a, a little moment that they um Maybe it's an aha moment where they go, yeah, I know how to support the women in my life even better. And that can be partners, but it could be sisters, it can be daughters and mothers, you know. So I think um, being able to share the stories is about supporting everybody in life. So. That's beautiful. What do yeah. you <laughs> becoming an unstoppable woman, what does it mean for you? Yeah, it's an interesting question because also when I first saw the title, I, I wondered whether I was going to align with this because I see people talking about get up and hustle every day and if you work hard, then you'll be rewarded and all of that. And that's now the opposite to what I, well, I won't say I get it right every day, but what I aim to be doing and um, following the joy and I think what I've learned over my life is that becoming unstoppable is actually less about this pushing through and pushing hard. We think we need to break down barriers. And I say it's actually a lot easier to go around a barrier than trying to push through the barrier. And in my first business, which I had for 15 years, and there was a lot of stressful moments, a lot of things that I went through in that business I would just keep going and just keep going without looking after myself. And what happens with that is that you end up in burnout. And so becoming unstoppable to me is really being aware of your own emotional state, being aware of and having empathy for yourself and others, but also really managing your energy and knowing when to be still and when to take moments to rest and recover without just pushing through. And the interesting thing about that is when I totally changed how I was operating, it's funny, everything still gets done. When you're not pushing through and rushing, actually everything still gets done. And also in those moments of stillness, that's when true inspiration comes to you as well. So ideas for collaborations pop in, um, 
I mentioned the Bubbles Review, my champagne business. I've just done a series of events here in Australia called the Bubbles Festival, and I hope to bring it to the US one day as well when we're allowed to travel. The idea for the Bubbles Festival came to me in a meditation one morning. So, you know, when you take the time out to have those moments of stillness and you get clear and you align with, yes, this is what I want to do, everything opens up and it's so much easier. So I think that messaging around being a force is one thing, but you're not forcing things to happen. You're aligning and then allowing things to happen. That's the challenge and um, that's how I try and live every day. I'm not saying I get it right and I'm also not saying that challenges won't present. It's just when they do, how do you approach them? How do you deal with them? And sometimes, like for me, I've just had this terrible incident last week where our Facebook account and our ad account was hacked and $10,000 worth of ads was charged to our account and things. I'm not saying stuff doesn't happen. Um, and I de- you deal with them, you know, the important aspects of that, like cancelling cards and everything. And then I went and had a nap because <laughs> I'm like, this is really stressful. I need to think about the best way to look after myself and, you know, or walk in the sunshine or sitting in the sunshine. So to me, being unstoppable is about understanding your own needs, knowing how to look after yourself and taking that time to get clear and in alignment before you then take the next steps. I think too, like just speaking of the incident that you're talking about, you know, someone hacked your account and that's that's something that's extremely stressful, but you still have that unstoppable mentality. You still continue to do what you needed to do, but you also, you know, added self-care because, you know, we do, sometimes we kind of have to disconnect for a second gather our thoughts and look at it from a different perspective. And that's exactly what you did. You know, I think being an unstoppable woman too, um, isn't like what you said. It's not just about the entrepreneur and the hustle and the grind. It's really honestly having the balance, the peace to be able to do the hustle and grind when needed, if needed, you know, I, I look at it as like, it's, it's a balance that, um, and a clear conscience that we all need. So I love what you said, what your definition of it is. Tell us something, though, that most people don't know about you. Okay, so what comes to mind, some of my closer friends will know this because they supported me in this when I started doing it, but that I'm also a singer. So in my professional career, a lot of people wouldn't know that I'm also a singer. I started singing in my 40s. Uh, started having singing lessons. I've sung open mic gigs. I've written songs. I've recorded. You can find me on SoundCloud if you want to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's one of the joyful things. It's not something that I want to turn into a career back to. You don't turn your passion into a burden. Um, but, yeah, it's also very ther- therapeutic singing. So when you're under stress, it actually helped me through a really challenging time. I, I'll share this with you that I, I did then I had the singing lessons and then I hired a band to learn my set list and I had a party which was also known as my divorce party but it was called It's All About Me party. <laughs> so I sang two sets, an acoustic set and also a rock chick set. So I, my first song was a cappella Amazing Grace and then I finished with A Long Way to the Top 
by ACDC. <laughs> wow, I, I'm like shocked right now. <laughs> Are you shocked, Adriana? <laughs> I am, but I'm not. I'm, I'm like trying to picture, you know, her, her singing right now. So I will definitely go on SoundCloud. <laughs> We're all going to be on SoundCloud looking for you now. <laughs> uh, so on SoundCloud, I think I've got about four songs on there. They're covers. They're not my originals, but yeah, I've done a few covers. So occasionally when I do a recording, it's really just to share with friends and they'll mm -hmm. share the SoundCloud link. So I, I haven't, haven't done any promotions on it before, but uh, yeah, so there's a few songs on there. That's amazing. It sounds so fun too. I love to sing. I love to karaoke. I'm by no means a professional, but I think I think it's so fun. It it is relaxing. You know, Adriana, she sings too. Um, I don't know. Maybe she's on SoundCloud as well. <laughs> I'm the same as you, Natalie. I'm a closet singer, except I I've only sent my my sounds to close family and friends. I'm too scared to put it public, but. Um, yeah, well, I, I think having lessons is really interesting because your voice is like an instrument. So the more you, the more you practice and be and challenge, the more you realize how to use it. So sometimes even I'm surprised at certain sounds that I'm able to hear, and that's only just from playing around with your voice in you know different keys and things like that. So. Um, that's pretty exciting and fun thing to do and I do have this idea that I do want to record in the US in either Memphis or Nashville um, a few years ago I actually bought a few houses in Memphis so I do want to come and visit when we're allowed um, but I had this idea that I'll record either in Memphis or Nashville that would be fun so wow that's okay so that would be awesome so we might be able to tie it in with a book tour when um, when we can. <laughs> Definitely. So Natalie, before we head out, do you want to let people know how to find you on social media? Uh, yes. So Natalie Pickett Mentor. So I'm on. I have a Facebook page. I have an Instagram page. I have a website, NataliePickettMentor.com, and you can find me on all of those. Awesome. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have you on with us, Sunnily. Thank you so much for joining our episode here today. Thank you so much for joining She Raises Studios podcast. You can visit us on our website at www.sheraisestudios.com. Follow us on Instagram.